from The Awakened Soul by Gibran. A child in the womb, no sooner born than returned to the earth, such is the fate of man, the fate of nations, and of the sun, and the moon, and the stars. What is your fate? Was that by Gibran or Wumi? Oh gosh, we're in trouble for the rest of the day. <laughs> A child in the womb. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, wake us up. <laughs> Wake up. Where to begin? Inside. So it's very interesting when I look around and obviously everybody here's been around, come and die alum for a while here in this group. And there'll be those that hear this talk you know, on the website that it may be their very first time. And, you know, it's really nice because um, we always talk to whatever the, in a sense, the consciousness is that are present in the room at the time, whatever that is according to spirit. And so even when it's, in a sense, more of a talk that may be for those that have been around for a while, just for inspiration or greater understanding, or sometimes it's called just being present, even if we say the exact same words, just by being open to that flow and being here together opens that door to allow that greater movement of spirit in us and through us. So there's great value in even physically getting together like this in what in the East they call satsang, and it's really, in a sense, just being open to the divine movement of grace through what often is called the radiant form, or that living word that master consciousness. And so it is through that connection that as we receive initiation, that action of grace is anchored within us and truly does lay the path clear now for the soul to journey home. And that's the amazing thing, that each of us on this journey of awakening, even in all the times, and maybe it's most of the time, that we don't seem to be aware of this pathway of sound and light, that once we get initiated, it is laid out, and we are walking it. We just often don't realize it because we're simply asleep and don't recognize how spirit and how that action of grace is really unfolding us along this journey of the divine. And that, my friends, is often both the joy and the mystery, the part of us that may question or doubt or fear even this inner journey. Because often, even when we close our eyes and go into meditation, what do we see but darkness? Most of us, we close our eyes and it's just dark. Unless, of course, the lights are on in the room, then maybe we see the lights out here through our eyelids. But most of us, I know, we close our eyes and it's dark. So we wonder, we question, we don't know the fear of the unknown. And so we may take myself or Jim's words at face value, maybe trust, maybe believe, maybe not believe, 
but we're curious or we want it to be true. So we go ahead and close our eyes and begin to do this action we call meditation by focusing inwards and upwards and chanting those sacred names. But that's why even today, as we went into meditation, why I often like to say, pay attention, be aware of that movement, because it is often so subtle, because it is not of the physical nature, that we often miss it. We may not be aware of it, but what I know is that the more attention we give to that inner movement is when we do become more aware of what that is. And at first, we may experience an inner movement like a feeling or a sensation at the top of the head or the spiritual eye here on the forehead or maybe even moving through the body or get those little quickening goosebumps type of things. Or you may close your eyes and as you focus within, you actually begin to see that purple light that just seems to pulse that radiant form. Or maybe you see the blue or the gold or white. But often again, it's just right here. I don't know how many times, myself included, even when that light shows up and I hear and I know, each of us here knows what that is at this point, that yet we don't really even give it that much credit. It's like, oh yeah, I went inside in meditation, yeah, I saw the purple light, but I didn't have any experience. It's that subtle movement of that purple light that is that action of grace that is always with us and in us, living us as we even walk through the day and move these physical bodies about and through the world, that that purple light is moving in us and through us. If we open that door and give it attention, in truth, it walks with us all the time. Otherwise, there wouldn't even be life as we know it. But to truly wake up and know that greater life of spirit, of the divine, it is through this action of meditation by which we open that door that we can begin to now perceive that subtle movement of spirit, however we perceive it. And so that purple light is one of the most common ways that the Holy Spirit is working with us in this action of initiation here in ILM. So we talk about it often. So pay attention. Be aware the action of meditation is opening the door, that spiritual door, the spiritual eye at the seat of the soul by which we allow that grace to come into us, to transform us, to assist us in this journey through the inner kingdom, through the realms of illusion and reflection. And it is as we allow that action of grace to move in and through our consciousness, does it assist us in releasing the attachments or completing the karma or learning the lessons? That's the freedom. But it's simply by being open and vulnerable and allowing that grace in and through. But that's only part of the journey. That's receiving God's love for us. But there's also this journey of where we truly share loving with God. And that journey is where we make ourselves available by that action of loving. That as we love God, that is the way by which that door opens. And that's what the initiation is, is the keys 
to open that door in a greater way than what is possible without those keys. But it's up to us to use those keys to open that door, not only once, but to keep opening the door and opening it wider and wider. And each time we go inside to meditate, we open that door. We make ourselves available for the greater action of grace. And then as we allow that grace to live in us and through us, we come into that greater place of freedom within ourselves, even when we don't know it. Again, these things seem so subtle. But often at times, we miss them, unless something happens within our consciousness that it makes it obvious. You know, sometimes we often look for the signs. God, give me a sign. Demonstrate to me so that I know this is true, that I know this is real, what I am doing. But often those signs we look for in the physical world, and they do exist. That's the cool thing. Those signs often unfold, even in the physical world, that God, through God's grace, will assist us, even in this physical world, to recognize that truth of spirit always living with us, even in the littlest ways that often we'll miss because we're not paying attention. It's really fun. I had just an example for that. Just walking into the room here today, on the way over when we're driving here, some of I had steak for lunch, and so I had you know some of the grease or whatever, so kind of like digesting, and I had this kind of funny taste in my mouth. Good story, right? I didn't have anything in the car. I wanted something in my mouth to change it, like a mint or something, just to get a different flavor in my mouth, let alone I hope I didn't breathe on anybody to whatever. And the funny thing was, as soon as Jim and I got out of the car and were getting the gifts out of the back from the shopping earlier today for the coins for kids, here all of a sudden up walks Dylan and goes, here, and he gives me this little hard candy, just like that. I never even had to ask. And here somebody's walking right up and saying, here, in the littlest ways. I'm going, a little hard candy. Would you think that's God's grace, somebody offering you a little candy to pop in your mouth? Well, on the way over, I was thinking to myself, I wasn't giving a lot of thought, but I was giving thought, I just want something in my mouth, and we're already on our way over here, and we weren't going to stop somewhere to do that. And here, as soon as I open the door and get out of the car, here it is being presented. Well, here you go. And it was green apple flavor. It was pretty yummy. <laughs> but it was exactly what I wanted to change that. And I knew. I'm like, oh, my God. In the simplest, littlest ways it often can seem that here it is, spirit taking care of me without me even having to ask out here in the world. All I did was think it inside of me. I didn't even really ask even inside of me. I didn't even ask inside. I was just thinking it. And then I was just going on and doing what I was doing. And then here it's just presented. You ever heard that phrase where God already knows everything we need and we don't even have to ask? But really all we have to do is open and allow it to come to us. And so here I got, even in the physical level, to have a nice demonstration of that just even walking into the classroom here today. So even in the simplest ways that normally we wouldn't even realize, I would have missed that. If I wasn't even had those couple of minutes, I was thinking about it on the way over, and then here it walks in. I would have missed it so easily. The simplest little things, how God even takes care of us. 
And that's just a little thing. But how many times have we in our own lives had the big examples, like a move or a new job or a new relationship? I mean, the big changes. That's often, though, what we go inside in meditation to God for, is often asking, begging, hoping God will give us the big change to change our lives. And we're so busy praying and focused on those big changes to get what we think we want. But because of doing that, we often place blinders and miss those wonderful little miracles in the daily moments that we may not realize that there's God really walking with us and taking care of all of our needs. So be open. Be aware. Be willing to let go of what you want. How many times have you said inside of yourself, Lord, thy will be done. Thy will be done. And then as soon as you're done doing it, the very next moment, you're inside praying for all the things you want. So really, what are you saying? My will be done. My will be done. God, oh my God, why am I suffering? How come I'm not getting what I want? Lord, thy will be done. Thy will be done. So we go inside again, saying thy will be done. I do this myself. Anybody here not know what I'm talking about right now? It's just amazing, this process. But often we won't even recognize what we're even doing within ourselves or to ourselves, let alone to God or anybody else out there, but what we're doing to ourselves. Not even realizing, even in those simple little ways like what I'm saying now, of how, in a sense, we close the door on God. Lord, thy will be done. I want this. I want that. Change my life. We just close the door. It does happen that quick and that easy. It's that subtle, though, and that's why we often miss it because it often is subtle. It can be a fleeting thought. Like I said, even on the way over here, I just had a thought for a moment about my mouth. I want a different taste. But as soon as Dylan gave me that little candy, I remembered all of a sudden, oh, my God, just on the way over, I was actually thinking about that. So it can be just even a thought for a moment here or there that these things happen and we miss them. But the bigger one is really what are we doing in meditation? But not only in meditation, but even really our greater focus in life itself. I know many of us may approach meditation, okay, this is my time with God. This is where I spend time with God each day. Whether it's 20 minutes or two and a half hours, we spend time with God inside, sharing our loving, being open to receive God's loving for us. But then when we're done with meditation, what do we do? Do we continue that process of giving and receiving love? As our eyes are open, we're getting up, getting ready, doing the day, coming home in the evening, what are we doing then? Are we continuing that process of just sharing our loving with God and being, keeping that door open to also receive God's love for us and allowing that river of grace, that river of loving, to always be living in us and through us so that God can bring to us even the simple little treats in life. So pay attention all the time even in the dream state, 
When you think you're sleeping, pay attention. I don't know how many times I have been in the dream state and all of a sudden I realize I'm in the dream state. And as soon as I realize, all of a sudden I begin to wake up, even in the dream state. Begin to wake up. Not in the body. The body doesn't wake up. I, the soul, begin to wake up and become conscious of whatever and wherever it is that I may be experiencing in the moment. So we're talking 24-7. Wake up. Be aware. Pay attention. Don't just ask, but keep the door open so you do receive. And be aware of how you're asking. Because it's not just what you're asking for. It often is how you're asking or what is your approach if you are asking. Because, as I was saying earlier, often when we ask, it's often a demand or a push where we in our own will will try to make it happen. And it is that push and our, and our strong desires that close that door that shuts us off from that greater experience of loving. So be aware, whether it's in meditation or prayer, if you're asking, looking to God, be aware how you're approaching God inside. Because that's often where I find the greatest opportunities of where I'm really opening and allowing God's will to be done, or if I'm trying to get my will and closing that door on God's. That's the simplicity. If you can become aware of even those subtleties of what you do in yourself as you approach God inside can make all the difference and a huge difference in how your life unfolds, not only spiritually, but also even physically, to allow those little signposts to be revealed. Here's another little one I shared with you a fun, wonderful little physical situation that I was aware of as an action of spirit really unfolding. And here it was, even through another person. It wasn't just directly, oh my God, I had this amazing inner experience in myself. But no, here it was, coming through another human being, that movement of grace in a simple, wonderful way. But here's the other thing. God will give you the signposts, give you the little demonstrations in the world but then be careful, because what do you do with that then when you see the demonstration in the world and you know it's a movement of spirit? Do you then begin to now look for all the demonstrations and the signposts in the world? Or do you say, thank you, Lord, and I'll go back within and give thanks to God and I'll look within? Be aware. Because it can be very easy now, because we have an experience out here that we physically see, that then all of a sudden we become now focused into the world, looking for the physical demonstrations, rather than looking to the source from which those demonstrations have come. It is because when we look inside and up, we open for that to come forward. But if we look down and out into the world, we begin to now close that door, then that does not allow that greater experience of it coming into the world. All our lives are still going to unfold. 
That door is always open a little bit. Again, otherwise we wouldn't be breathing and kicking. But on this path of awakening, we want to be aware of what we do inside of ourselves that closes that door or opens it wider so that our lives can truly unfold according to God's grace. And we simply are stepping in the river to let the river carry us. So don't look to the world for the demonstration. Don't look into the world for the signpost. Look inside. Look to God. Look to your own soul. Inwards and upwards. You, I love you, Lord. I love you. All the time we hear Jim say, God first and God only. I guess we hear me say it too as I quote Jim all the time saying all that. Well, what is that? God first, God only. Oh, not the demonstration in the world. God first, God only. Inwards and upwards. Yeah, God is in the world. Yes, there's God in each one of us here as we look around. But if we're looking for God out here, where's our focus? Out here. Can you see God out here? Sure you can see God out here. But then you're only seeing just a part of God. Just a small little part. It's not until we let go of the outer focus and draw our attention back to the seat of the soul and build that name, that power of loving within as we chant it and sing it within our consciousness till we come to the point where there's a fullness of loving and that door opens. And when that door opens, we're filled with the grace. And then in that action, as we allow the grace to unfold us, that grace will then begin to lift us. And that's when we, the soul, begin to turn upwards and now begin the greater movement out of the physical body, out of this physical world, and into the realms of spirit beyond the physical. Even if it's just the astral realm, that's the next step of the ladder. That's the next leg of the journey. Each step of the way. But the soul has got to come inwards and upwards and step into the fullness here in the physical. And then in that fullness, we now turn upwards once again and now take the next step. And then the next and the next. It's always the same no matter what realm that we're experiencing ourselves on. Inwards and upwards. Just like in the body, when you draw your attention here, not only can you see the purple light of God's grace, but you can begin to see that golden white light of your own soul. When you see that, you move towards it. You live it. And even when you find yourself out of this body, whether it's in a dream state, an inner experience, out of body, whatever it is, you keep looking for that golden white light on every realm of consciousness because it appears the same. That light of the soul. That's the radiant loving that we are. So all we have to do is move towards that no matter where we find ourselves. And if we don't see the light, we're not aware of it, keep chanting, keep holding that attention inwards and upwards. If you see the purple light, keep your eye on that purple light because that purple light will bring us into that golden white light of our own soul.
And each step of the way is a step of our awakening to that greater fullness. We awaken to the soul in the physical body here. Then we awaken to the soul in the astral body, and then the soul in the causal body, and then the soul in the mental body, and the soul in the etheric body, and then the soul in its fullness in the soul realm. Step by step until we are fully awake along each leg of the journey. And that's the greater unfolding of God's grace, is that journey. Not just the journey in our physical lives, but that's where we need to begin because that's where we find ourselves, is here in this physical world. So let it begin here. And then in the now, let it take us to what's next. But it is that greater journey of the soul's life through all the different worlds is the greater journey that we are doing on this pathway of sound and light. And that journey is where we will come to realize that greater truth in action of grace as it lifts us and brings us into the realization, the fullness of truly what this thing is we call loving. What this is, we call the light and the sound of spirit. That's the greater journey for those of us who really, truly want to go home, need, want, long to return to. So remember that. Even when you're going through the stresses and the struggles, the mind, the emotions, and the body here, just in the day-to-day -day life, always remember what this journey is really about. This journey we're on of the soul's return home is not about making our physical lives better. It's about awakening to our spiritual lives. Because ultimately, this physical body is going to drop. This astral body, this mental body, this causal body, all those bodies are going to drop. And all that will be left is the soul. That's the real journey here. Yes, our lives physically can be better as we open to that greater action of grace. But believe me, I've seen some people actually have more challenge. But also many of those people I've seen more challenge unfold also awaken and they know that in that challenge that they're walking through physically is the greater action of grace assisting them to get free from the karmas that would hold the soul here to continue its journey of re-embodiment over and over. I've seen some initiates walk some pretty challenging times only to find the greater awakening on the other side. So be aware, truly spirit walks with you, even in the challenge, the struggle, the stress. But also be aware, there's great opportunity through that action of meditation to really awaken to the greater truth and the knowing of that unfoldment. And in that, the greater awakening of the soul and its return home to God. Even if you want 
to make physical change, make your physical life better. Even if you want that, I've always seen a nicer, grace-filled life when we truly make that inner journey of God first and God only as our main focus. Because it is that striving for the things we want physically that often are what make the physical so challenging. Because that's, as I was saying earlier, where we may find ourselves pushing against God's will, trying to get our own. So, Lord, thy will be done. And as we allow God's will be done is how we become one. And God's will is loving. If we can recognize that God is loving and that everything that God is, everything that God does, every action, every movement, every response that is God in motion is loving. So when we sit in this world and we pray for God's will to be done, we often put a definition on that word that isn't true because we put a definition on will that we have learned in the physical form through our physical will or push or desire or demand or need or want to try to make something happen. We do that with our own imagination or willfulness, trying to force it to happen, will it to happen. We do it through our emotions, trying to force it and move it and change it. We do it with our mind, demanding, commanding, doing magic, whatever it might be with the mind's energy, trying to get the will to manifest. But God isn't any of that. God isn't willful. God is loving. And so if we could change that statement, thy will be done, and say instead, thy loving manifest and assist me in stepping aside so that your loving truly can move in me and through me and around me, taking me wherever it is I need to be, bringing to me whatever it is that is for me in your loving, in that movement of your divine loving, then we experience life in the fullest. God, move in me, live in me, through me, breathe in me, love in me, bring to me all that is your loving as you bring me to your loving. However you want to put it, that is way beyond thy will be done. Then you are living in the divine flow. And what is your soul but that divine flow of loving? That is who you are. So when you allow yourself to begin to call out and to open up and to allow and to move into that divine flow of loving, you are going to wake up and know who you are as soul. Because that is who you are. Soul is the first manifestation 
of God's loving in its fullest. And we are that. And it is for us to come awake to that. It's unfortunate that we often fixate on things in the world. And that fixation in the world, whether it be a person, a thing, a place, whatever, does drive within us a willfulness, a demandingness, a wanting that does distract us from our truth. And we begin to live outside of ourselves. And that's what willing will do. It's very interesting that in the area of psychic development, they often talk about willfulness and the power of creativity through your own will. Well, that's a part of this creation. And you truly can will a lot of things into your life. You can will a lot of things into manifestation. You can will powers to manifest within your own consciousness. You can will it. But be careful what you want. Be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you move as a willing energy to bring things into your life because you are responsible for every thought and every feeling, for every action and for every reaction. And that willful energy will create a lot of things in that movement that will create in your life reactions. Reactions within yourself because it isn't the right color, it isn't the right height, it isn't the right shape, it doesn't taste the way it's supposed to, whatever it might be, or what happens in the manifestation of that willfulness inside of you. It isn't drawing to you what you wanted, they're not giving you the attention, they're not giving you the loving, or whatever it might be. And that reaction can come from within yourself, disappointment that what you willed and it came forward isn't exactly what you wanted, or what you willed into manifestation in your life, drawing a person to you, drawing a thing to you, creates reaction in the world and you're responsible for that. Why go through all that? Why not just live in the loving? Why not just be in the moment? Why not let that loving then carry you to what is next in your journey or bring to you what is next in your journey? 